to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! I'm not worried about Dale Moore. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Welcome back, everyone, to the fifth episode of Hoops Logic. If you're a new listener, I'm Will, the host of these episodes, and this podcast touches on various analytical topics regarding modern-day basketball from the perspective of me, a fan. This episode, I'm going to be analyzing how NBA salaries are determined in today's NBA and what led certain teams to sign certain players. So in this episode, there's going to be some things that we're going to get into and some things we're not going to get into. What we're not going to get into today is the ins and outs of the financials of NBA contracts, including bird rights, max versus supermax, or the soft cap. However, I will mention the salary cap in this episode to provide context on what factors are determined important by teams when assembling a roster. So, today we're going to be looking at two recently signed role players in both the East and the West and kind of dissect on how they were chosen by that team and why they decided to pay them the amount they were paid. The first guy that we're going to look at today is 36-year-old Wesley Matthews. So, he was signed in December, so he's a bit of an outlier. It wasn't necessarily in the normal free agency period, but he was signed in December by the Milwaukee Bucks on a one-year $2.9 million deal. The two years before he was signed, he was averaging about six points per game. He was shooting about an average 35% from three, and he had an about a 101.5 defensive rating over those years. And the league average for those years was 110.5, so he was much below, and in defensive rating, lower is better, like I've mentioned in the past. So he's definitely a plus defender. Um, just for context, he's already played with the Bucks in his career. And um, so he's kind of familiar with their organization. To add on, not only is he 36 years old, but he's had some injury history, especially with his Achilles. So that may have impacted why he hadn't have been signed yet. Um and also this ended up working out really well if we kind of 2020 hindsight but it ended up working out really well because you had Dante DiVincenzo who was eventually traded um so there might have been a connection there and the Bucks might have been a little more inclined to pull the trigger and send DiVincenzo away because they had Wesley Matthews um and he was only paid 0.77% of their payroll so for the value they were getting him at, his veteran presence on a playoff team that wanted to make a run, it definitely made sense and eventually turned out well considering his huge role in the playoffs, especially when Chris Middleton went down. So that was obviously a very smart move. It wasn't a lot of money. It worked out very well for them. Um, now we're going to look at some guys who were just recently signed. The first guy is going to be uh, Malik Monk. So he was just signed by the Sacramento Kings for... Um, two years, $19 million. Um, he was picked 11th out of Kentucky in 2017, really talented college, college athlete for sure. Um, he's 24. He's averaged about 10.3 points per game in his career, two assists. He's about an average defender. Uh, in his career, he shoots about 35% from three, but the last two years... He shot around 40%, so that seemed to for sure bump up his price due to the fact that he was only paid $1.7 million last year by the Lakers and now is worth uh, an average annual value of $9.5 million. Um, 
if we start looking at fit, the first thing that came to mind was they paired him back up with De'Aaron Fox, who he played with in college. In their only year together in college, they averaged about or they averaged 36.5 points per game, and they also led the Wildcats to an elite eight run. Um, and also, the Kings traded for Kevin Herter in June, so they kind of already have their starting shooting guard. However, Malik Monk could for sure become a solid piece off the bench, and he can provide some upside as he still is only 24, and they're only paying him about 7% of the payroll. For Malik Monk, I feel like he could fit into a lot of systems really well because uh, most teams love a great shooting guard off the bench who can knock down threes, so he could fit in with a lot of teams, but um, I think he'll fit well in Sacramento, especially looking at when him and De'Aaron are on the floor at the same time. The third guy we're going to look at today is P.J. Tucker. So he was just signed to a three-year, $33 million deal for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's actually older than Wesley Matthews at 37 years old. Um, last season, he averaged 7.6 points, and he also shot a great 41.5% from three. So um, that's his main thing for sure. He's also an above-average defender in terms of defensive rating. Uh, he ranked 7th on the Heat last year, which is pretty impressive considering all the different positions he is forced to guard, and he has been forced to guard in his career, especially when he was on the Rockets and he was playing that center position. But uh, this is the most annual value he's been paid in his career, which is interesting because he's already up to 37 years old. Um, but when we look at fit, it kind of makes sense. The uh, the 76ers, they ranked 22nd in made threes per game last year, but they also didn't shoot that many either, so they're going to look for a guy that can help them for sure. Um, last year, at the end of the year, a typical lineup for the 76ers would be Tyrese Maxey, James Harden at the 2, uh, Danny Green at the 3, Tobias Harris at the 4, and Joel Embiid at the 5. But... Uh, it's kind of just a straight replacement of Danny Green. Danny Green was paid about 10 mil last year, so it's about the same to P.J. Tucker. Um, but I think it'll fit well considering his experience and his play style. He's going to knock down those corner threes. Um, he's going to play some solid defense, so he's going to fit well in that system, and I think that he's probably going to help them more than Danny Green did. And then the last guy we're going to look at in the West, we're going to look at Gary Payton II. So uh, he was signed to the Portland Trailblazers three years for $26 million. He's an exciting 29-year-old, as the audience, you guys probably know. Uh, he's got a lot of athleticism. He's helped the, Warrior, or he helped the Warriors in a playoff run, scoring about 6.5 points and 1.2 steals in only about 17 minutes per game. So it's not that many minutes, but he's providing some solid minutes for them. Um, over the whole season, though, because that was, that was the playoffs, so it was about 6.5 points in the playoffs. Over the whole season, it was about 7.1 points per game, 0 0.9 assists per game, 35% from three, even though he didn't shoot that many. But he had a defensive rating of 102.3, which that year is better than Paul George and Bam Adebayo. So just putting it in perspective, he was a great defender for sure. There was also those clips of 
him going up for a dunk, making a dunk, and he'd pick up full court. You just barely ever see that in today's NBA, so um, he's definitely got that dog in him for sure. Um, he's rotated a lot around the NBA so far in his career between multiple organization and G League affiliates. In the past, he's never been paid more than $2 million a year so far. Um, so this is a big increase for a guy like him. In terms of fit, the Trailblazers ranked second to last in defensive rating last year, so that's for sure where they need help the most. Um, but with offense-heavy guards like Anthony Simons or Damian Lillard, uh, I think Gary Payton will definitely help them out a lot on the other end of the floor when he's coming in for those guys. Um, he's going to shut down those guards on the other end. He's going to help a lot. So that's all we're going to touch on for today. In case you're looking for more information on contracts, check out spotrack.com. Uh, that's what I use for a lot of these contract uh, dissections and whatnot. So check out spotrack.com to learn more about current and past NBA contracts. With all that considered, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day.